good morning everybody and welcome back to thoughts by deville di of course i am your host deville di man how's everybody doing i hope that i'm finding y'all well and in good spirits yeah man so uh no need to play around let's get on into some into some topics man so yesterday for the first time in my podcasting career i was accused of posting something that was fake um if y'all remember a couple episodes back i talked about the six uh six foot five 250 pound man that knocked out the 11 year old girl so i had posted that video to my facebook page which is thoughts by deville di if you didn't know go and follow and like that page I posted the video up there, and I had someone comment on it to say that this this has to be fake. Now, the reason why they felt that it was fake was because it didn't have any comments on the video. The video had several uh, hundred views, but, you know, it had some likes and some reactions, you know, but it had zero comments. So... Due to that fact, she said the video was fake. So, I did take the steps to verify to her, you know, this was a legit story. Because I don't want anybody, you know, going around telling people that my story is a fake. But bigger than that, man, it, it shows that how people, how we've been socially, we've been indoctrinated by social media. To where we use social media as a, a scale as to the importance of things. And the seriousness things and the factual factuality, if that's even a word of things. I heard Charlemagne the God say uh, that people are so dependent on social media that you're one missed phone bill away from not having an opinion. And this is so true because there's a lot of people out there who, if it didn't happen on social media, if you didn't see it on social media, then it, it didn't happen. It's not true. That's why you see people who, you know, every time they're at an event, they have to post the event. Every time they're out eating a meal, they got to post the meal. Everything that they do that's cool, they got to put it up. They got to put up a picture because to them, if it's not on there, you know, it didn't happen. It's, it's, it's not a, a real thing. There's women out here nowadays that are that will post the food that they're eating faster than they'll post the guy who's sitting across from the table paying for the food that they're eating and it's a it's a dangerous cycle when we let something outside of ourselves dictate you know the importance of things like now i question there's things i see on question i see on social media that are questionable and i'm like yeah this is fake okay but you know what i normally do when i see stuff like that i go and i'll pull up a news channel or something like that and i'll try to find it and verify verify whether it's real or not i've never based on whether i believe something was real or not by how many comments <laughs> were on the video or the picture man that's that was the first for me and yeah man so uh you know for further note for further references man i'm not I, I will never post anything never intentionally post anything that is fake or untrue without this 
putting out the disclaimer that I don't know the valid validity of it. And, and y'all who listen to my show, y'all know that. Y'all have heard me say from time to time, you know, I don't know if this is true or not, or, you know, this is just what I heard. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get to this uh, topic, one of, the, one of the main topics of the show. So in, uh, I believe it was in Florida, four kids were found dead inside of a freezer now these two women were seen frantically searching the area searching the neighborhood they were looking for these kids one was a mother and one was the grandmother of the kids they're searching all around looking for these kids they can't find the kids they can't find the kids they say that the kids were missing for around 30 minutes and by the time they found them they were in the freezer that was in the yard now the owners of the i believe they were the owners of the freezer and they said that they had just purchased they had purchased it a few days ago and they had never taken it in the house now this is where social media comes in again with the shenanigans because majority of the people i saw that were that were commenting on this incident were trying to say that the lady had to stick the kids in the freezer there's no way the kids would have climbed in the freezer like that and so on and so forth. But the investigators and the um, people that the op do do the op autopsies, I don't know what they're called, but they said that there was no foul play involved. Now, what they're looking for when they're looking for foul play is things like uh, bruises, scratches, evidence of fighting. Because even... If they're kids, if you're trying to stick me in a freezer, there's four of us, you're trying to get all four kids in the freezer and shut it, there'll probably be some resistance going on. Or you, you know, so the authorities who investigate are saying that most likely what they feel happened was that these kids climbed it, were playing, climbed in this freezer and, and they either shut it or, you know, fell shut and the latch uh, connected. And they couldn't get out. I've never been in the freezer, so I couldn't tell you how hard it is or isn't to get out of a freezer. But man, 30 minutes. And you got to watch your kids, man. You got to keep a close eye on kids. It only takes a couple minutes to suffocate, I would say. Being in the freezer and it's got that airtight seal, there's four of them. They're panicking, they suck up all the oxygen. That's a horrible death. That's a horrible death, man, to suffocate, you know, and I, I couldn't even just imagine the look in their their eyes as they looked at each other while they were sitting in that freezer, you know, taking their the last couple breaths. Man. But that's why you have to actively and attentively look for your, I mean, watch your children. And I'm not saying that they weren't, you know, it, it only takes a second for something to happen. And, you know, they could have been around the corner or, or coming outside and the kids said, hey, let's hide from them and jumped in there thinking, you know, they'd come opening and they'd pop out and scare them. It's a million and one reasons why these kids would have crawled, could have crawled into this freezer on their own. But, man, it's scary. Me as a, pes me as a parent, look, I'm so paranoid about my daughter. Uh, last year... I lived in an apartment. I had lived in this apartment for like four years. So since my daughter was probably six, I lived in this apartment. And this apartment had two playgrounds two in the apartment complex 
one at the front and one in the, uh, the middle section where I live. And I live so close to this uh, playground, I could come out of my on my porch and throw a football into the playground. And that says a lot because I can't throw worth a damn, man. I got a messed up rotator cuff and shoulders and beat from an accident that I had when I was uh, a teenager. So I can't throw worth a damn. But I could throw I, I could throw a football into that playground from my porch. So when she got around, I want to say eight, around eight, nine, ten, up in that area, you know, when she was smaller, she'd want to go, but she'd always want me to go with her. Once she got around, so I want to say nine, ten, she started asking if she could go, and she wanted to go by herself because there'd be other kids her age, you know, hanging out in apartments, in the uh, playground because there were, like, three little girls that lived across the street across the a complex from each other and they were even closer than I was and they were their parents would let them go over there in a little group of three so she wanted to go hang out with the girls you know without lame dad to be there to supervise over so me trying to be a good parent I and, and let my child grow I let her go to the playground but man I would be so nervous I couldn't relax it was no way for me to relax while she was at that playground by herself i'd like go sit on the porch i'd peek at be peeking out the door like every two three minutes every 30 seconds just so i can see her like and definitely if it got quiet at the playground i come i come all the way outside until i can and look you know to make sure that i still see her but she never would stay there alone she'd go down there for maybe 10 minutes and hang out and then come back one it was like one time that she stayed out there for a long time and she was playing with little girls and she got to know them and you know made friends and everything but yeah man keep an eye on those kids keep an eye on those kids so we're gonna come back in a second and get into the uh what deville thinks part of the show but first you know i'm gonna give you a word from the sponsors Yo, <clears throat> I know I said when I came back, I was going to get into the What DeVille Thinks section of the show, but this just came in. This is breaking news for me. <laughs> Somebody just sent this to me. So there was a, a, a Eagles fan, 31 years old, in a hotel room watching uh, the game, the Eagles and the Saints, with her girlfriend. Yes, her girlfriend. This is a female. So, what happened was, those of y'all who don't keep up with football or are not watching football currently, the Eagles lost. Eagles lost to the Saints. And this lady was so mad. She was so mad. She started arguing with her girlfriend, which led to her putting her hands on her girlfriend. She beat her up. She 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 knocked her around. She threw some punches. You know, she struck her girlfriend. Then turned on the dog. She started threatening the dog. Threatening to kill the girlfriend's dog and stuck the damn dog in the microwave. Now, when the police arrived, they was able to recover the dog from the microwave. She didn't turn the microwave on, so she she's not crazy. <laughs> I was afraid when I was reading this that it was actually going to be, um, it was actually going to uh, 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 
turn up that the dog got microwaved, but she didn't turn it into a hot dog. <laughs> she didn't turn it into a hot dog, but she threw the dog in the microwave and said, the police said they were still combative. She was still combative when they arrived on the scene, man. Y'all got to stop taking these sports so seriously. At the end of the day, it is just a game. And not only is it just a game, it is a game that you are not even involved in. You don't play for this team, no matter how much uh, Eagles gear you wear, no matter how many you got season tickets, no matter how long you've been watching it since you was a kid. At the end of the day, you are not a part of this organization. And while you can feel some pain and it hurts, because I know when my Miami Hurricanes, you know, took those L's this year, it, it hurt my heart. It definitely hurt my heart. But um, at the end of the day, you are not a part of this organization, that organization. Quit taking this stuff so much to heart, man. Y'all be real hurt when your team lose. I know a lot of people. I know people that won't answer their phone. They log out of social media. They completely disappear from the face of the earth for days after their team takes the loss, man. Stop it, man. It's not that serious. So let's move on to the What the Deville Thinks portion of the show. If you don't know, this is the portion of the show where I take topics given to me by the office audience and I speak on them. You can do this via Facebook. You can go to Thoughts by Deville DI, my podcasting page. You can post stuff on there. You can comment. Excuse me. I end up burping in every show, man. I know y'all tired of that, but I'm not editing it, though, because I don't feel like it. But y'all can go over there and, and, you know, post stuff. You can leave comments, you know, on the page. You can message me on the page and tell me different topics you want me to talk about. You can go over to IG or Twitter, D-V-I-L-L-E underscore D-I on Instagram and Twitter and tag me and things, send me, DM me things on there different topics you want me to talk about or you can call in if you're on anchor and you drop a topic so i was sent the video of a security guard confronting two patrons of i don't know if this was a bar or restaurant kind of looks like a bar so big dude big security guard he walks up and by the way this video is posted on the thoughts by deville di facebook page so you can go over to the thoughts by deville di facebook page and take a look at this video for yourself so he pushes he's pushing one guy out of the way and he's like move 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 and then he walks up in the second guy's face bucks up at him and he tells him to get out says it several times then grabs the guy by the chest and starts pushing him back trying to force him out of this building so what happens then is the guy fights back and the guy's no chum he fights back they get into a shoving match the security guard looks like his leg snapped, like it broke, and dude beat the hell out the security guard after that. Now, the question that they asked me was, who was wrong in this situation? Now, DeVille D.I. is going to go out on a limb and say, the security guard was wrong. And I'm going to tell you why. I know there's going to be those of you out there that's like, oh, no, he was just doing his job. He should have respect the officer, so on and so on and so forth. But, okay, now... Security guard, he should have been, uh, I don't know now. The thing about these type of videos, you rarely get to see what happened beforehand. You know what I mean? By the time somebody starts recording, 
the altercation, you know, the verbal altercation could have been going on for 20 minutes for all we know. We'll, I don't know. But there's a way you handle things and there's a way you handle people now. Number one, if he was, if he had determined, he got into the point where he determined that physical force was going to be necessary, which I don't feel like it was because no, the guy was not uh, responding to verbal commands, but the guy wasn't being aggressive, physically aggressive with the guard either. Now, he could have, he, he could have, more likely than not, he could have de-escalated the situation. He could have just kind of, you know, tried to guide him out. But, and at the least, if he was going to uh, decide it was time to get physical, he should have went and got some fellow officers, security officers, to come help him out with the situation. But he didn't. He just full-on bull-rusted guy. Now, this is something I'm going to tell you, and I want y'all to take this, and I want you to file it in your mental Rolodex and remember this for your future reference. When any time that you become physical with somebody, don't be surprised if they get physical back with you. And I don't care who you are, what your occupation is. Once you put your hands on people, people have a tendency to react to that in the same way manner it's kind of like instinct if somebody grabs you nine times a ten you're gonna grab back it's just an, or you're gonna try to get loose it's a natural reflex it's survival instincts so he grabbed when he grabbed that man and buddy decided he wasn't having it today hey that's on you man do they really pay you that much to where you're gonna just be trying to physically toss people out let the ego go de-escalate the situation, go get you some more people. Because even if Buddy was standing there talking tough, if you went and go grab three, four more uh, guards, he probably would have calmed down and, and, you know, got on up out of there. But you ran up on this, man, mano y mano, one-on-one, like it was WWE, Friday night at the fights, and got your ass handed to you. Take that L with you, homeboy. <laughs> now, let's keep on moving right along. So, yesterday, yesterday's because y'all didn't come here for that. Y'all came here for some morning discipline. That's what I'm going to give you. Yesterday's morning discipline was that free lunch cost too much. I got some flack for that. Because I told the story, of, and I got some praise for it. Shout out to D-Win Legacy. Uh, I got some flack for that because I told the story where I was saying, how, you know, I got DM'd by someone and they were telling me about how they could help my podcast and how bad they wanted, how much they wanted to help me uh, take my podcast to the next level. And I asked them why. And so people were saying, you know, I was looking to give horse in the mouth. I should have just went ahead, went along with it. I could have missed my blessing and so on and so forth. So today's discipline, I'm going to explain to you why. When somebody offers you a free lunch, you have to inquire as to what is going on. Now, I told you yesterday that everybody has an agenda, and this is true. Every, even people who are honestly trying to help you have an agenda. They have a reason why they want to help you, even if the reason is, I just want to help you. Now, if that person had came back to me and said, hey, you know, I just uh, see something in you, and I want to, you know, help push you along a little bit, you know, I, I would have accepted that. If he had a came back and he said, well, look, I'm, honestly, you know, I know a way to put you in a position to where you can make a couple of dollars and I can make a couple of dollars off of this. Okay, 
I'm okay, I'm okay with that. See, the reason why you got to watch people who want to help you for no reason is because nine times out of ten, what they're going to do is, I'm going to call it a bait and switch. There may be a different way to say this. But what they're going to do is they'll take you and they'll put you into a position to where it'll be that, that um, you know, a, a beneficial position. They'll ha have you right there at the door of it right ready to step through and what will happen then everything changes then now is i need x amount of dollars from you for you to be able to do this you see it you see you're right there i just need this deposit and we can make this thing happen or you know now you we're right here and i can do this for you but i'm gonna need for you to sign this contract the whole bait and switch you gotta watch out for that i hate when people do that tell me up front if you're gonna say hey you know i can take i can get you uh three hundred thousand listeners but it's gonna cost you a thousand dollars i'm cool with you telling me that so then we can sit down and we can discuss the plan so i can figure out if this is a viable plan that can actually bring me the amount of listeners that you're telling me and then i can decide if i want to invest my thousand dollars in that don't get me to the point where you see me where we're, we're working and I'm seeing my listenership rise and then you stop me at, you know, 10,000 listeners and say, hey, now I can get you to 3,000, 300,000, but that's going to cost you. Yes, I appreciate that 10,000 that you got me, but now I realize that the whole reason why you got me those 10,000 was to bait me into to paying you to get those uh those other, you know, Two hundred ninety thousand. A good example of this. Back when I was a teenager, I was in high school. I was. Uh, I used to do talent shows. I used to rap. I had a group called the Nut House, and we did a talent show one time. And the the prize for the talent show was a trip to New York to be on the Apollo. So that was the first place prize, and I think my group won like third. I think we got like third place or something like that might have been fourth place but either way we didn't win so we didn't get the, the trip so then maybe three four days later a week or so i get a call from the guy who hosted the show and he says hey man look i know that um you know you guys didn't you guys didn't win but i want to take you guys to new york too so I'm like, oh word, bet I'm a teenager. I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm. It was probably it was like my senior year though. So I'm gonna say I was probably like, I started school late because my birthday is in November. So I was probably 18 at the time. So, so I'm like, oh word. So he's like, yeah, I'm gonna take you. You know, I'm matter of fact, I'm gonna take a. a it was so much good talent over these past couple shows, and I want to take a, a little group of y'all up there. So I'm like, word bet. You you with it? Yeah, I'm with it. Then here it comes. Okay, well, we're going to rent a van. No, we're going to rent a bus. And we have a bus. And the, to secure your seat, it's going to be $250. The overall trip is going to be $500. But to secure your seat, it's going to be $250. Now, I'm like, you know, for the whole group and he's like no that's for each member of the group for each seat 
$250. And then he was like, no, no, you know what? For the if for five hundred, you know, two hundred fifty dollars, that'll uh, secure the seat for your group because it's what three of y'all. So you know, y'all poss- possibly could all sit three in that row, and that'll secure the row for you. Yada yada yada. So I went and told my mom, and my mom was like, mm. "See, my mom, when she doesn't like something or she don't approve something, she doesn't believe something. Sometimes she won't speak on it, but she'll just hit you with a." Mm. She does it so much that my daughter does it now. She hit, you say something to her, she'll be like, mm. So I got the mm from my mama, so I knew she wasn't going to help me. But I was working delivering pizza for uh, Domino's at the time, so I was like, you know, I can get this money. So after that, I called the guys who I rap with, and I'm asking them about it, and they're like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Because, of course, along with the bait and switch, we need the money, you know, in like two days, so... I'm like, I don't got the money, but I can get this money because, you know, uh, most of my life I hang, I hung around D-boys, dope boys. So it was nothing for me to go and get some money from them and pay it back. So I went to one of my old partners, my, my OGs, and I told him, hey, man, got this opportunity to go to New York. Guy wants from the talent show wants to take us to New York. It's $500, but we need. 250 by Thursday, I'm just making up a day, by Thursday to secure our seats. And my boy was like, wait, what? So, uh, so, so you telling me that he wants to take y'all to uh, New York to be on the, the uh, do the Apollo and he's charging y'all $500? I said, yeah. And my boy was like, why don't you just do it yourself? I'm like, huh? It's like, you know, anybody can audition for the Apollo. You go up there and you stand in line and you wait long enough and you get in and you uh, audition for the show. And some of y'all, you know, make it to the show and some of y'all don't. I was like, damn. It was a smooth scam. He had me all in. But what he was really doing was he he rented a van he was charging every all these teenagers five hundred dollars a piece to go to New York for to audition for a chance to be on the uh, Showtime at the Apollo show. So yeah, man, watch out for that old bait and switch, man. And remember, everybody has an agenda, and a free lunch always costs too much. Take this information and do with it what you will, but get you a good breakfast because you're gonna need it while you're out here getting shit done. Remember to be the reason somebody's motivated to masturbate today. Either way, you made a difference. And if you're looking for some new podcasts to listen to, go on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Search that hashtag Elite Circle and you will find the Avengers, the Justice League of podcasters that you can listen to. And there's some pretty dope stuff in there. Now, What I need for you to do for me, though, is have an amazing day, and I'm out of here. Peace.